What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of... Well, actually... I guess this is now a this new... Is now, yeah. So okay. we changed our name again. So we are no longer calling this Studio 2, but we will now be calling this Stream of Thought. So, yeah. How do we want to work this, then? I guess welcome to the new... Yeah. Welcome to a new episode. It's still episode five. This is now called Stream of Thought. Okay, yeah. Let's Yeah, I can I can swing that. Alright. Do you just want me to go? No, we're still going. This is gonna be the intro. We're doing just one take. Alright, cool. Go. Well, welcome back to episode five of the newly titled Stream of Thought. And since we've been off for about a week, we begin by catching up on Victor's trip to Indianapolis and uh, my experience getting injured playing softball. And then we kind of go over things, uh, current political events. We talk a little bit about Rick's college experience at seminary and just when I visited him and kind of life in New York City in general. And then we touch on a variety of subjects that will sure to give you a few laughs. So in this episode number five of the newly titled Stream of Thought, we hope you enjoy. So I guess we're rolling. Yeah. So how many days were you in Indianapolis for? Uh, so I was there. I left early Thursday morning. And I came back at uh, 2 o'clock this morning. Okay. So, left at Thursday at 7, left Indianapolis at midnight Were you at Eastern time. No, I was downtown Indianapolis. Okay. I was downtown Indianapolis for a convention, which was awesome. Oh, is it your Primerica convention thing? Uh, yes. <laughs> I was there for that. Okay. Um, that was a lot of fun. Was it? It was a lot of fun. The first, um, the best, the last day was what really, like, the cherry on top of the, of the Sunday, or whatever the hell the expression is. A lot of really cool people, a lot of, a lot of interesting information, really good keynote speakers, but then what happened was, Saturday was so much fun because of the closing session, we're in the, we're in Lucas Oil Stadium, and, um, my one of my associates associates and I were like, oh, let's see if we can go down to the floor. And he, someone found like a VIP pass and like, oh, I think maybe one of you guys dropped it. I found that on the steps. And when we were in the hotel, and we were like, oh, cool. And so he was able to get access to the floor, but he's like, oh, I just want to take pictures. Like, can we take pictures before the thing starts? Because people are like coming in, you know? Yeah, yeah. They hadn't really started yet. So we're walking around taking pictures all over the place, and it was a really, it was so, it is extremely um, astonishing to be on the floor of a stadium and see all of the seats all around you. It really does feel like you're in the middle of like a coliseum. Now, was the field still there? No, no, they, no. They had it. They had, they had convention. Like, yeah, like there were all seats on the where the field was. Oh, everything okay. was converted. Everything okay, so like converted. a concert venue. Yeah, everything was converted. And there's like a there's music and there's people coming in and yeah. it's just being on the floor 
and seeing all of the seats around you and people coming in, I'm just like, wow. So this is what it feels like to be a professional football player. Like, just to be able to have that energy all around you. And we're taking pictures all over the place. And they have pr- they had printed pieces of paper on the chairs mm-hmm. um, to say who sits there. Oh yeah. Um, so and it was usually typically like the same person's last name, like whatever you know, like I don't know. One of them is like Santo, so it'd be like thirty seats that, that say Santos on it, which means like if you're in this person's hierarchy, like that's where you're per- that's where everyone underneath that person sits. Yeah. And they had and there were some that only had like a few, but um, anyway, some of the seats didn't have anyone's name on it, so we're like. Let's just see if we can sit here and uh, and unless we get kicked out. And so we sat in a couple of seats, one in front of the other, that didn't have any paper on it to designate who sat there. And so we just sat there the entire time, and it was great. Really, it was so much fun. You were able to get yeah. through it. Wow. And it that really th- that put a huge smile on my face. Dude, just man, that's taking there. advantage of those opportunities that's, that just fall into your lap. That's what he calls quote-unquote, manipulating your environment. Like, you know, you're not allowed to do this. Well, I made it happen anyway. Yeah. Like, it was really, really, really cool. And it was a lot of fun. And um, one of the women who sat behind me in a few seats down, I look over and I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, holy crap, that's Mika Saunders. Who she who won? This woman who makes, I don't know, I think she's a million dollar. I think she's a million dollar earner. But she won this like the one of the most prestigious awards that go to um mm-hmm. that uh that they have in the company and i asked my rvp i'm like did, did she know she was gonna win this and she's crying of course and like they completely blindside people when they give awards like that yeah so i'm like oh my goodness and it was really cool because there's a section where there's there's the speakers and then they switch and they have people come up and get their awards mm. um if it's not some if it's not a single award if it's just like general awards they just call the name and people are just coming up so it's like 20 30 minutes of just like kind of downtime hanging out while yeah. people are getting their awards and stuff and everyone's getting a picture with this woman it was like i felt like i was next to like a celebrity because for the previous days for the previous days i had seen her from afar yeah because we had you, you sit in different sections at different times okay and I see her from afar, and she's in some of the videos, and it was kind of one of those things where it's like, this person only exists in two dimensions. Yeah. yeah and then you the see them, and it's like, oh my goodness, this is a real person. So I got a picture with her, which is really cool. Um, and I talked to her for a little bit. But yeah, it was a fun experience. It was pretty... How many people ended up going to that uh, thing? So there was 45,000 people. Are you kidding me? Which is small. 45,000? Which is, I think, I believe... Is on the smaller side. Oh my goodness, dude! Forty-five or fifty thousand, and for everywhere you scheme, go, that works pretty well. Everywhere you go, um, everywhere you go, people were wearing like lanyards. Everywhere you went, it was like every everybody downtown, every, all over the place. It Did you good. end up getting a hotel or whatever? Yeah, yeah I was in a hotel. Okay, but yeah, it's fun experience. What wow. did you do the last four days? Last four days, just worked. I played softball last weekend. I ended up getting this huge gash in my leg. I don't know if you ended up seeing it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you didn't see it? No. How did that happen? Uh, I accidentally slid into second base. Wow. Yeah, softball, I don't think you typically so slide no. because it's... No. And, I mean, dude, it's... So, <laughs> no. here's, 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 no. the, here's the deal. So, Cavelheim hit me up, and he's like, 
our softball team people have been showing up for our softball games. Why they? I know you played sports. Do you want to come to one of the games and just play? And I'm like, okay, whatever. And so two days before the game, he texts me again. He's like, let's play catch. I I want to try and loosen up and stuff like that. And I'm like, I haven't done anything athletic competitively yeah. in like five years or so. Right. And so we we end up going to uh, what's that that park? Um, go to a park by my house and a playing catch. And dude, I cannot catch the ball for the life of me. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, what is wrong with me? Because the ball's coming at me, and I'm just so out of it athletically. I'm not used to the coordination and yeah. objects flying at my face. And so it took me a little bit to to get my coordination back. But once I did, it was fine. And so I'm feeling pretty good. Thinking, okay, game's going to be fine. Not really sure what this is about. He says he's in a league. And in my mind, I'm thinking this is just like a pickup game, right? Just a bunch of dudes. Oh, scra- it's like a serious dudes, game? Like scrappy dudes just yeah. wearing whatever, showing up, showing up just yeah. playing for, and he said the games lasted an hour. They okay. Until, so I didn't think it was that formal. Yeah. It was just like one hour where people go, we end up showing up. There's, there's crap. Oh, damn. GarageBand has detected feedback. It's too loud. Are all, are all of them on, dude? Um, no. Alright, so, it's form, so it's, I don't even know, well, whatever, I mean, just forget my story. No, it was still recording. From, well, it was still recording. What? So tell me your story. Well, when did it stop? Okay. It didn't, it didn't stop. It didn't stop. It's still recording. Okay. Long story short. No, 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 no. So, you're, you thought it was going to be an informal game, an hour long, you were playing catch with Cavalheim. Yeah. End up showing up to the field, and there's people there. There's crowds playing. And I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, this is going to be a little more intense. I, I didn't really expect there were lots of people showing up. And You mean like players or like people also to watch and no, support? No, like fans and stuff. Like <laughs> fans and stuff. Okay. And end up being like a dozen people who end up showing up and he and they're mostly I guess my brother's age okay uh, Nick Nick someone you know Nick Nick yeah I think he's a year younger than us and Nick I think his last name starts with a V Nick Venson no and see now the now the volume's way too small <sighs> Victor, I mean, I'm not. Is your day ruined? <sighs> well, I was in the middle. I'm just not. I'm not. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> do you want to start over? I mean, I'm not going to repeat my story. You don't have to repeat your story. So you played softball and you kind of had fun, and now you're upset. <laughs> I just wish you would get the technical shit right. It was. You know what? It had been it had been right, and then you wanted to see the the frequency things bouncing up balls to the walls the way it is right now.
I say we just start over. <laughs> this is just... Whatever. Whatever you want to do. I mean, we got the printer going off, too, so we got all sorts of shit. <laughs> were, you, were you printing something, or is this... Is I, had to print, I had to print... Uh, I, yeah, I did. We're starting over. This, what? This is ridiculous. No. <laughs> this is so stupid. This is so fucking stupid. <laughs> what are you... <laughs> I'm serious. Everything's what? fine. What the fuck is going on? Everything's fine. Everything is under control. What? Well, if you come back here, I'll tell you where it is. Nope, not there. I think you just hit it on the side a couple times. It'll turn off automatically. Rick's, just come back. We're using this. We're using this. We're using this. So the printer's going off, the computer's giving us monitoring messages, Rick's story was interrupted, and I'm having a, a hoot. Okay, so you, okay. Alright, cool, so you played softball. Yes, and I got injured. Okay. Dude, I'm just so, like, I, I think part of it too is just my irritation with the political discourse that's going on right now. It's just absolutely asinine. I mean, I've I've been I've been fine. I think for the most part, when it comes to just letting things go. But but in the in the wake of the that uh, Bernie supporter shooting shooting up the Republican baseball team, you heard about that, right? That's why you got so upset at me for this volume bullshit. No, it was because you no, played baseball. I, I'm in softball no. with politics. See, you're you're a moron for not being <laughs> able to like know how your, your own computer works and be able to get. It I right. know how it works. I know how it but works. But normally, normally I'm able to keep those thoughts to myself. Things that meet my, like, sa- my things in, that are of satisfactory to one person may not be of satisfactory to another. It was everything has been completely fine. Everything has been completely okay. You have an odd but go ahead. definition of okay. But go ahead. So, no, but don't worry. I'm even even when I don't articulate it and I'm in a better mood, I'm still thinking in my head that you're a dumbass. Now, when I'm a little more irritated, I'm going to say it. Okay. So, All right. Anyway. So, your mood's your mood is dictated by politics. Continue. <laughs> no, it's so ridiculous that you have I agree it is ridiculous that someone would shoot up a softball game when people are just trying to have fun. Yeah, no, I completely agree. The whole situation the whole situation is just yet an, yet another ridiculous thing that's happening in this new political world that we're in. I mean, political violence is nothing new. You had the Charleston shooter, you've had you have uh, domestic terrorism happen all the time. This was another instance of domestic terrorism, but now you have all the media talking about obviously how political discourse is getting out of control, but because this guy was a Bernie supporter, there's this pushback from a good portion of 
the internet community and a lot of Republicans saying Democrats are the ones who are the violent ones. If you're if you're if you consider yourself a liberal person, then you're more inclined to violence, and that's the narrative that's going on. And it's just it's it's frustrating because I agree with the overall assessment that politics is out of hand, and everyone just needs to chill the f out, calm the f down, and stop freaking out about everything. Liberals need to stop talking about impeachment every fucking day. Republicans need to stop pretending like everything's Ronald Reagan years, where we're all smiling and happy, and yeah. Donald Trump is the best president in the history of humankind. Like. Both people are fucking stupid. And it really frustrates me that the media is still doing what they do best, which is creating clickbaity headlines of, yeah, liberals are more violent, so let's start this political argument, and then this is going to go on for another week where the pe- people are just shouting back and forth. And it's just like everyone everyone is so invested in something that they have no control over. Somebody told me the other day and that just, they were extremely convinced that Donald Trump would be elected for a second term. And I thought to myself, how would you... It's, like, been six months. Well... Five months, I'm, I've come to peace with the fact that people who only watch Fox News are living in their own world. In their world, Fox News is very careful not to report on anything that is that reflects negatively on the president. They just don't... I, I go, I visit foxnews.com every single day, and the headlines is what they're talking about on the air. And it's always, they always carefully, either if it's about Trump, it's neutral or positive. And if there's there's this big, a lot of the leaks have been going on. Mm-hmm. Stuff like, he's under investigation for obstruction of justice. Yeah. They don't report any of it. And so, for the persons who, people are who are only consuming conservative media and Fox News, they're just seeing that everything's fine. They don't know why people are acting hysterical because then Fox News reports on how everyone's getting their pants in a bunch for no reason at all because they're not reporting on the reasons. And so it's fine It's fine that these people are living in their own world and that they will never understand what is objective reality because Fox News won't let them. That's fine. I, I understand that, but this back and forth between liberal and conservative media outlets is just getting us nowhere. And it's only creating more and more anger that's going to lead to more violence. What is the most ridiculous political headline you've seen? Not like between recent to now or like in the nineties or whatever. Dewey beats Truman. That's probably the craziest. Yeah, but that's not interesting. Like an interesting headline. An interesting headline? That was interesting. Or what's something that really grinds your gears uh, outside of what you just said right now? Or something that really that stuck with you one time in like middle school or high school or some time where like you saw something in the headlines and you're just like and it affected your day and how you interact with your friends. Well, okay, so it's not a headline, it was just a personal experience. Okay. At, at so seminary. And I consider myself a liberal person. I'm probably one of the most progressive people that you'll ever talk to. Okay. I like to I like to tell Ray that I'm one step removed from socialist. I mean, I'm I'm pretty effing liberal, but going to a seminary that is just as if definitely more liberal than me. I mean, super super out there and definitely pushed me to be more liberal. However, as intellectual as liberals like to think of themselves as very self-righteous and I know I do this a lot as well and I'm trying to be mindful of that but there's this sense of 
well, this is the way that the world is, and if you don't see it that way, then you're you're not only wrong, but you're a bad person. And it, the conversation was, we I was in my liberation theology class, and we were talking about homelessness. And as somebody from the suburbs and who had gone to school in Des Moines, Iowa, homelessness wasn't that, a thing that was constantly on my mind. You know, yeah. I, I hadn't had conversations with homeless people before. I'd actually had a conversation with one of my professors at Drake. What do I do about homeless, homeless people on the street who ask for money when I go to New York? I'm going trained to be a minister. Do I give them money? What do I do? I don't know how to interact mm-hmm. with it, but I don't but I know if I give them money they're just going to go and buy booze. Someone told me always like maybe keep some granola <laughs> bars on you. And so that was the advice that I'd gotten as well and that's the that's what I had done. I, I always kept food on me. Yeah. It was normally granola bars or something. But the class in liberation theology there was a section on the theology of homelessness and it was written by a woman who came from my type of our type of Environment, suburban, mm-hmm. uh, middle class, upper upper middle class, suburban America, and she wanted to understand what homeless people were experiencing, and so she did an experiment. She became homeless for I think it was a year. Damn, where she just gave up everything and lived on the streets in for Chicago. A year. I can't remember where it was. I think it was. I think was, it was there a winter where she went? No. Uh, I think it was Cali. I think it might have been California that she had done it. Okay. But regardless, homelessness is homelessness, right? And so one of my classmates, who actually herself, she was she was actually the youngest person who was in our class, our, our first year class, and she was homeless. She she lived her life as a homeless girl, mm-hmm. and got was able to get to seminary, and so her that that was her life, and she strongly objected to this woman and she said how you can't this woman can't fully appreciate what it's like to be homeless because after that year she still gets to go home in the end she knows that she'll be taken care of and so she can't fully understand what being homeless is all about and so she just shouldn't do it she shouldn't try and and do that and my response was well i got a lot out of it because that was something that I understood in the way that she explained her experience of just being the way that people treated her, for example, mm-hmm. was something that I had never thought about, that you're, you're seen as more of an object, right? right. You're a, a nuisance and a, 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 a pest or a rodent on the side of the road, you know, asking for money or whatever. And for me, I'd never really put myself in a homeless person's shoes. So for me, I'm like, wow, this is kind of enlightening. This is interesting. This is this informs my worldview, and she got very upset at me, and she said, Wait, "The girl, the, your the, classmate? my classmate, okay. got got upset at me, and I, I was never a confrontational person. I had never, I, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't really push, I didn't really push the envelope too much, especially at a place like Union, where I'm a white straight male. You keep your mouth shut if you're a white yeah. straight male, <laughs> uh, but." She's, she said it's wrong. It's wrong to try and romanticize what being homeless is like and and to pretend like you have any idea of what it's like is just, it's not it's not good and you shouldn't do it. And my response was, well, you have to start somewhere. You, For a person like myself who has no connection to what being homeless is like, we need a point of reference. We need, we need some way to relate what being homeless is like to our own personal experiences. And it's fine if you don't like it. But understand that by saying you don't want to engage with these people who want to try and understand what being homeless is like, 
then you are shutting out intentionally. You are, by, by choice, choosing to alienate yourself from people who could improve the situation. Was your classmate, was she able to, when she, when she disagreed or whatever it was that she was doing, was she, I don't know what the word is, but was she, did she let her emotions drive her actions and speech, or was she, like, totally normal and can have a a normal conversation, or was she, like... She was an intellectual. I mean, she was a smart You don't know person. what you're talking about. Like, uh, I was... It was uh, you know it, what I'm saying? It was It was said in a way that I might say it, though. I mean, in a, okay, a snarky, okay. intellectual type of way. <laughs> All right. I mean, just, just think of, like, 500 of me. In like, one person? In, in, <laughs> no, I'm saying that's what seminary... Just oh, in, in, yeah. in, in how... And how we're just smart asses. Yeah. That's that's sort of how we... Did this girl have short hair? No. Okay. No. Uh, so, yeah. It, it, but that's, I think, what a lot of hardcore liberals do, is that they get so stuck in their mindset that they alienate other people because in their world, okay, this is reality. This is the world we're living in. And for people on the margins, they see all the things that are wrong. Right? For women... They see how people are sexist towards them. They see how men are sexist towards them. Every woman has been cut off at some point or, or another by a man. Yeah. Her, like, that just... It's the natural order of things. Gay people know what it's like to feel homo- uh, uh, homophobia towards them. Black people know what it's like to be uh, treated poorly by a white person. Yeah. I mean, these are, these are experiences that we as white, straight, upper-middle-class males we'll never know what it's like to live an experience like that, right? But those experiences are still out there and legitimate. Mm-hmm. Liberals say white people like us need to be aware of all of those experiences, and if we're not, then we're, we're ignorant and we are bad people in whatever form that takes. So, you know, that's, that's the issue that I have when it comes to the, the people further left of me. Did you ever find yourself in seminary, like, let's say all of you guys are, you know, five or six of you or whatever, sitting around a coffee shop talking about politics or whatever the hell, and you think to yourself, like, man, this person's just, this person's so dumb, they don't know what they're talking about, they're, they're, they, imagine, like you said, five or six of your, of people, or 500 of people like you, right? Yeah. In a circle, or at this place, and then some of you are in a circle, and you're listening to someone, and he's just really agitating and frustrating you, and maybe making you feel a little irate, and then you realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm literally just looking at myself right now. (sighs) I don't think, no, I don't think so. I I think that pause meant yes. Well, no, when you were saying that, what I was thinking was the white straight male community, all 12 of us, all st- stuck together, basically. No we, way, we, there's we, only, like, it's that small of a percentage at of, seminary? Of people who are around my age. Okay. It was it was maybe a dozen of us. And we all had, stuck we, together? <laughs> we, 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 had our, we had our crew. And there were, there, were some, there, there were about a dozen girls, too, who were a part of our crew, the white straight crew. And the, but the, guy, the guys had a special bond, because we, we were all experiencing... In a weird way, what it was like to be on is the this, margins. Uh, so, of, as seminary, it's just like everyone is just like 
through the through the roof liberal and then just sticks with their socioeconomical I click. wouldn't I wouldn't say that everyone's liberal. I would say everyone's self-righteous though. Okay. Everyone everyone knows justice and will tell you that you I just need to I just think of I just think of like in my head I'm starting to picture like gangs of seminary like your white uh, straight dude. males or like your your white females, females that are like lesbian, your you know yeah. your your Asian kids that are from born who's maybe a first generation or second generation and then I just I think of like the sharks, the jets, the sharks, the jets. And like one group is on one side of the street, one group is on the other. It's like, hey look, there's those assholes that think this about this particular uh political event and like they think something else and then you guys just duke it out and just battle it was more or less like that in in ways we had protests we had protests on campus students protesting and other students there was no counter protest there was never counter protest but there was there was a resistance to the black protests that we had on campus one of the one of the coolest things seminary gangs that could be like a cartoon or like a mockumentary or something i'm just my imagination is running wild right now continue yeah so yeah it's what's your favorite memory from seminary like um rolling around with nate or kellyanne or whoever it was that you were hanging out with at the time oh man or like something like wild that happened like we're just like fun, just so, like fun stuff. Yeah, you know? fun yeah. memories. New York City. I mean, that's the thing. There were so many of them. I could. I, I'm recalling right now dozens and dozens as we speak. And yeah, they're all equally valued. Mention some that are all mean so much. Mention some that you would find Ding appropriate to to share. Ding dongs. I wrote about this in my book. Ding dongs. Yeah. What are ding dongs? It was the bar that I went to. My first night at seminary. There's a bar called Ding Dongs. I wrote about it in my book. <laughs> it was. I don't it remember was, it being. It was a whole I chapter. I don't remember it being called Ding Dongs. That is completely brand new to me. Yeah. Well, you may have. You may have. I might have. Ding Dongs. It sounds like a place that you discovered was a gay bar. You no, know, an hour was, and a half in. <laughs> that no, that was. Uh, no, that was. I'm trying to remember the name. Of the that guy. was Long the, the John's, no. Long J- Johnsons, or Hardons, or something. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> the toolbox. <laughs> no, it was it was first night of seminary though. Okay, so what happened? When he got to seminary, I I had assumed everyone was going to be living a monastic life with candles and prayer and going to bed. At sundown, waking up at sun, you know, sunrise. Yeah, and it turned out to be absolutely nothing, nothing like that. And the first night that I was, I was there and moved in, they ended up. A couple of the second and third years ended up taking, a handful of us first years to a bar called Ding Dongs, which was like this little hole in the wall, like crappy little joint, New York. It was my first experience out in New York City. Where's Ding Dong's located? I want to go there when next time I'm there. Oh my god, I I would have I would have trouble remembering exactly where it it was located. I could find it at night. I would have a tough time finding it. But it was just a lot of fun. Just kind of like it sounds like it's not like nothing crazy (laughs) happened, but you had this expectation or this this notion of what it would be like, and all of a sudden it's like. 
this exact opposite. It's just like very surprising, a lot of fun going out. Well, it was the first experience that I had with seminarians, and I it was I, it was at that point in time where I'd been very self conscious. I'd come to understand what black liberation theology is, and that me as a white boy should shut the hell up and like not talk. And I was talking about because I'd written my thesis on black liberation theology, yeah. and I was talking about that with one of the second years. And he was also a, a white male who liked black liberation theology as well. And, and he asked me what my thoughts were on the movement as a whole. And I responded to something to the extent of, well, my opinion doesn't really matter. And he looked at me and he said, why do you say that? I said, well, I'm a white male. What, what right do I have to say anything about black theology? He says, your opinion's your opinion. Your experience is a valid enough reason for you to share you know if i yeah. ask you it doesn't matter if you're not a black person your your opinion is still part of the conversation and so that was that basically summed up what seminary was it was like no matter how weird or off your experience was everyone's everyone's voice mattered if you were willing to share it that's cool yeah it was i really want to go back to new york new Same york here, man. so much fun so much fun I don't, I don't know how I would do, though, if I was uh, living in the city that wasn't at Union. I don't know how I'd feel. About oh, like if you were just living there, but you weren't going to if school If I was there? living in, in, like, an apartment in New York, I don't know how I would feel about that. You lived in the dorms? Everyone has to live in the dorms at Union? No, no. I'd say only, like, half the campus lived in the dorms. But so you're saying, like, if you just lived there and you, like, worked there... Or did something there. Yeah. I, uh, there's not really any chance of me working there, but... I know, but what you're saying is, like, if you're just living at New York without having gone to school, without, like, just being there temporarily. Like, if you were living there for the foreseeable future. Is that what you're saying? It, it would be tough for me to see myself living in an apartment. Oh, okay. In wherever in New York, just because living conditions in New York are, are pretty rough. Union Union was its own sanctuary, it was its own, oh. its own little I mean, bubble. You, yeah, you 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 were at Union. Yeah, you know how it was like this little turtle shell in the middle of New York. That's City. true, and that that made everything manageable. Okay, I don't think I'd be able to live in a place where it wasn't like you didn't have that refuge. Got it. But, so what's in your mind? I just would really love to go back to New York right now. <laughs> I loved uh, get drunk and vomit all over the streets yeah well, just like old times no i only threw up i think like twice i was super i was just because when i went to actually that's not like three or four times um because we hung out that one night and drank a bunch and then the next day i was gonna go meet up with my cousin which i did i got lunch with them like it um what's the place is it like union square or what's mm-hmm. okay yeah, yeah that's what it is i got lunch with them down there and we were eating at a table outside, and I had to run inside to go to the bathroom to throw up. Mm. Luckily, thank goodness, it was only a one-person bathroom, and it would happen to be unlocked. Yeah. And I just immediately threw up. And then I came back out. We finished lunch or breakfast or whatever, at brunch, whatever the hell. And then we were walking through Union Square, and he's talking to me, and I was like, excuse me. And I had to just, like... There were a bunch of people walking opposite direction of us, so I'd, like, cut through all of them to go throw up next to a tree. 
and then we I left, and then I took the subway back up to where you were, which was like what, like one twenty fifth and Broadway or mm. something like that. Yep. And I remember just being miserable on the subway to and from your place. And I got out, and then I started walking past Columbia, and I like threw up on the wall. And between like the like, I put my hand on the wall and threw up on the sidewalk. <sighs> and then I was like stumbling, and I was like, "I feel so shitty." Fucking tourists. And, I was, and then I was waiting to, <laughs> and then I was like waiting to cross the street, and I'm standing there, and I'm like. My head's kind of rolling around because I feel so crappy. And then I had to throw up again. Luckily, there's a garbage can there. I, like, throw up in the garbage can. And, and I'm just, like, hawking away. And then I get up and I, like, wipe my mouth with my, the back of my hand. And I see this woman standing there just looking at me. And I think I said something to her, like, like it's okay, I feel better now. Or something, <laughs> like, just ridiculous like that. And then I went back uh, to your place. Oh my I don't know which time that was because I saw you. I saw you twice, twice, twice. Both times were pretty ridiculous and a lot of fun. Dude, weekends at Union were always that crazy. Yeah, seriously, I cannot count the number of Sunday mornings. That, well, no, Sunday mornings were fine. I normally was responsible on Saturday nights. Thursday nights and Friday nights, though, the yeah, hangover, the hangovers the next morning. I had a friend at, at Purdue. We had this. Um, we have this bar called Harry's Chocolate Shop, and they have what's called a Baltimore Zoo. Uh-huh. I don't even recall. I don't. I don't I have no idea what the ingredients are, but it's a cra- It's like five different liquors, I think. And um, they serve them, and it's either like red, blue, or green that you can get. Anyway, it's got like a ton of alcohol and a lot of sugar in it. Like you drink like one of them, one you drink like two of them, and like you are good. Yeah, one of them, like you're pretty solid. Two, if you want to cross the line, drink more than one. Um, <laughs> but I remember one time we were out, and senior year, my house was literally l- like 200 meters from the bar. Mm-hmm. Someone's probably thinking, like, meters? It's like, I always think of, I think of, when distance, I think of, like, the, I think of distance of, like, of a track. Yeah. It's how I think sometimes in my brain. So I had 200 meters about. Um, and the next morning we're like, oh, what happened? And he ended up walking back to our house, but like passed out in a parking lot in between the sidewalk and that, and the, and the curb that they put in the parking yeah. spaces. Um, and another time, one of my friends he came back to the house, but he was, like, locked out, and so he, like, smashed the window to our laundry room to get back inside. Another time, the same person got really drunk, and he took a composite off the wall, mm. and threw it down the steps, and, like, glass just went shattered everywhere. Man. Yeah, college is a pretty, pretty good time. I'm trying to think of something really crazy that happened, but those are just kind of general instances that I could think of. Yeah. College is pretty wild. I, I dude, I have lived more lives than I care to think. <laughs> I really have. If I were to die tomorrow, I would die a happy person. Oh my goodness. 
here's a crazy. Here, this is my one of my favorite stories. I was at my friend's fraternity, and I'm drinking, obviously, with everyone else. And there's this one dude, uh, this dude Mikey, and he's drinking out of he's drinking a bag of wine. Mm. You know, like the Franzia yeah. that have the little nozzles on the end. Or the Franzia. And he he's holding it up to his head, and he turns the nozzle. Except the the wine shoots out sideways. It doesn't mm. go directly into his mouth because he's wasted. He doesn't like yeah. he does, he's not holding it right, so it shoots off sideways. The wine. There's a woman, a girl standing there, and it and it goes all over her chest, and she looks down and is like, "What the heck?" And she's looking around like, "What the heck? Oh my god!" Like that's what she. That's what her facial expression is. And I see Mikey, and he's like, "Uh oh." And then what he does is he taps this guy on the shoulder next to him. He's like, oh, turns around, hands him the bag of wine. He's like, oh, thanks. Taps the girl who he spilled all over and then points to the guy, (laughs) points to the same guy who he handed the bag of wine to. (laughs) That was so great. I saw, uh, nobody else saw this. This This room has like 40 people in it probably. And I'm the only person that saw this whole thing happen. It was so great. You and those practical jokes. That was really good. Yeah. So what else is on your mind? Not much, man. Not much. Sunday night. Walking Dead. Last week was pretty good. Oh, so my TV automatically started recording Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> really? That's yeah. funny. Because it, what, it's only four or five episodes in right yeah, now? Yeah, I think yeah. this is the fourth episode. This it's, it's probably the fifth tonight, because I saw I had four episodes on my... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, okay. I debated on whether or not to watch it, and I just kept recalling our conversation about it. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was a better episode this past week. Episode three. Yeah, suspenseful, or just action, or what? They brought back, spoiler alert... They don't don't tell me. I think I I think I will watch it. Okay, you should. All right, I'll watch it. It's. I think what I didn't. Entertaining I think enough. what I also don't like. There's is worse TV. Out once there. I'm con- once I begin watching a show, I expect every episode. There's a certain standard that must be met, especially when you're watching it when you're waiting, you know, seven whole days to watch it after watching the previous episode. It's not not like binge watching where yeah. if there's an unsatisfactory episode, you can just. Uh, skip through, skip yeah. through, or I like do. you're not wasting time with commercials, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think I will try it again. This is season three, or this is season three. This is season three. Okay. Yeah. Man, and I think they've been renewed for a fourth season too. Oh, we'll see what happens. Um, but what are we? Are we less? Are we less than four weeks away? Or are we exactly four weeks away from we Game are, of Thrones? We are exactly four weeks away. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I, I'm i not allowing myself to think about it because I just get too excited. I get excited I, watching I just the intro. Oh, my goodness. I know. I almost sometimes want to watch it over. I sometimes... You want to... Well, are you... Do you, you have your... You don't have Second City Sunday Nights. Uh, no. Anymore? Uh, no. No. I, uh, didn't go today because it was Father's Day. 
Um, next Sunday will be the last time that I ever have class on Sundays. We should watch Game of Thrones. Okay. We can watch it here. Yeah, I, um... I... get excited to watch the intro. I think a couple times I've... I've rewound to watch the intro again before watching the It's episode. such a start of every episode. You can... I know. You can just wait till the next episode to watch it. It's just an instant classic, though. Yeah, I just... Oh, I cannot wait. And they kept it so well under wraps. No one Get knows. lockdown. No man. one knows what's going to happen. That is so hard to do, to keep leaks from coming out. I mean, I haven't looked too hard for spoilers, but I think that they've managed to squash most of the spoilers. I sometimes what they do is they film alternate endings. Like they'll film like four different endings and yeah. the cast won't even know which one is being Yeah. Used. And because they have so many different locations, they just keep it all decentralized and they only have a crew of their dozen or so core actors, so they can interchange people so that they don't know what the whole story is. Yeah. They just know their lines, not how it all fits together. Dragons You're man right. war. Gosh. <laughs> and with all the CGI, too, man. I... Sometimes I think, what would somebody think from, like, even a hundred years ago, if you saw, if you show them something with, like, CGI and, and like, with a dragon, and what if they would freak out, like, oh, my goodness, dragons exist. Do you think they would think that, you know? Totally. Absolutely. Yeah, the way how real everything looks. Well, I, I just remember thinking when we were growing up how cool it would be to actually have realistic-looking CGI. And how creepy that would be. And if that was the case, how I would just be so skeptical of whether or not that was real or CGI. I I, okay. I, w- I couldn't believe at that age that CGI could ever get to be okay. that, that good, that it would be indistinguishable from reality. I still remember portable TVs from, like, the 90s. I know, dude! <laughs> like, with the portable TV... And you pick the channel, it'd be this thing on the side similar to a radio that you just move up and down, and then it'd have an antenna. And I, I, I just, like, didn't understand how this worked, but I thought it was so cool that there was a, it was a portable TV. Yeah. Maps, too, blow my mind. The fact that you can have Google Maps. Which, by the way, brings me to uh, MapQuest. That was a flash in the pan. Remember Map, MapQuest? Map, MapQuest was good for the years that the internet was coming in, into its own. My mom still prints out MapQuest directions. My dad does, too. Yeah. I just go with Google Maps. You know what I would love, though? I would love to see Maps... Um, <clears throat> to see Maps... Like, flipped upside down or sideways. Yeah. You they, know what I'm saying? They There are certain scholars out there who are advocating for reversing how we teach geography. Flipping it. There's an argument that there's an equation with south, the lower being worse, and so you have the southern hemisphere, which is Africa and South America, which are impoverished third world countries, and you have the association of you know north being good, south being bad. And so they advocate the idea of flipping it around because it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a globe. Right. So there's no right way up. Flipping it around and uh, teaching it upside down. I mean, obviously that would never happen. But or it's, maybe it's, a really it's cool been concept. upside down this whole time. Yeah. It's, it's the people. It is cool. I take, Google Maps, Maps I take Google Maps sometimes and I flip it around. 
and I'll, or I'll oh, like so I'll just ro- I'll just rotate it like ninety degrees or whatever, and I'll look. I'll think to myself like, oh man, what would it look like if I was if I if I brought out a map, and I'm driving from like Chicago to wherever, and everything's flipped upside down, where. Yeah, like the Gulf of Mexico is above you. Yeah. And le- it, it just, it's stimulating Everything to think was, about. It, it it would be so disorienting. I know. Because that's so how our cool. world is. Our whole world is oriented in a certain direction. Or how, if you were to flip that. Or how the planets are always, um, like, you have the sun I see, but then the planets are lined up horizontally, like when you're learning about them and stuff, like instead of like, ups are like going up you know what i'm saying yeah because there is no really direction there you know what i'm saying in space there's really no yeah, direction yeah. everything is just it works in uh exactly you Man. know i mean the fact that we're oh uh have you had any dreams lately the last time we talked about no i i haven't you haven't had any dreams no None that you can remember? None, none that I can remember, and I haven't done a very diligent job. I woke up the day after, and I was like, I, at 3 in the morning, I was like, oh, this is some crazy dreams. And I was like, oh, I can't get myself out of bed to start writing them down. Yeah. But I have noticed that when I have insane dreams, like multiple dream, like different dreams, I, sl- I wake up and I'm like, wow, I got great sleep. <laughs> I was told that it's having dreams is like a way for your mind to like just kind of unload all of the clutter that's in your brain yeah it's it's a processing mechanism that's why the more vivid the dream the normally there's something that <laughs> needs to be resolved whether it's conscious or subconscious that's why when you're stressed out a lot you can have those very vivid nightmares i was when i was in the hotel i for i noticed myself like I, as i was as i was going from the state of I'm trying to sleep, I'm awake with my eyes closed, and I'm slowly drifting to the point where you become unconscious next to sleeping. Yeah. My body, like, jolted itself awake. It was so weird. It happened, like, three times. I was pissed because I was trying to take a nap. That is weird. And I just, like, jo- it just, like, it, it. there was just, like, this instant, like, just this, just this weird half-second, like, convulsion that, where all my muscles simultaneously just kind of like jerked and I was like what the fuck I'm just trying to sleep right now <laughs> huh but yet alright I think we're finished here I think we're done alright I don't remember my sign off so I'm just gonna say dream on dream on dream on dream on